We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Through the month of September, we are already approaching week three of the NFL season. I remember when week one felt light years away, and here we are we're already burying through the first quarter of the season. We will uh, help you get set for week three of the wide receiver Wednesday as my man joins me, the man, Mr. Paul Bruno. You can follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. Paul, what's up, brother? Well, you know, I'm a hockey guy first, so I know this is a football pod, but I got to rile you up and say uh, Canada 4, USA 2 last <laughs> night, all but sealing your fate in the World Cup of Hockey, live and in color from Toronto. I don't even know what this hockey thing is that you talk about, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, what look, a uh, congratulations. I, I would guess that uh, it would have been a lot more upsetting to you guys to lose than for us to lose, so I'm happy for you in that one. Absolutely. Maybe we ought to have Canada versus U.S. in football. I think that's yeah, a, I think we, few, I think we can handle away. that one there at least finally. Right? <laughs> so speaking of which, why don't we get to the uh, the American version of the old football here? As we uh, we're going to break down some wide receivers for you. Uh, interesting kind of slate here is um, we've got just a couple names at the top of these expensive guys, and then it's just value city so paul why don't we help these uh these kind lovely people who listen to us get through this this tough slate here so um let, let's take uh normally we go nine thousand and above but this week we only have one player at nine thousand or above at ninety five hundred that's antonio brown so let's take the eight thousand up range here is uh, still a very small group smaller than any week this season for that type of high pricing we've got mike evans at eight thousand 
Jordy Nelson, 8,300. A.J. Green, 8,300. Odell Beckham Jr., 8,900. And then Antonio Brown at 9,500. Paul, uh, A, you know, who do you like in that range? And B, does it kind of throw you off a little bit that there are so few high-priced guys this week? Well, that means that there's going to be some value picks below the line. But in terms of the higher-priced guys, I'm going to shy away from the guy at the top of the list. Antonio Brown was really limited last week against Cincinnati, and he gets another tough defense to face in Philadelphia this week. So I'm going to stay away from that $9,500. I'd rather spend $8,900 on a guy like Odell Beckham in a rivalry game, and he's facing a rather ordinary Redskins defense. This guy's uh, converted on 12 of 19 targets for 159 yards, waiting for the big day and breakout. And it could happen very well in, in this weekend's tussle. In terms of other guys in the, in the higher echelon that I'm worried about, I'm going to say A.J. Green and Jordy Nelson both fall into that category for me at 8300 bucks. Just because in uh, Jordy Nelson's case, I don't see the chemistry that they had he had with Rodgers just yet. Uh, we know he missed all of last season, and he's only got 11 catches for 105 yards. On the plus side, though, two of them have been TD passes, so uh, at least the red zone part of it is working out. But A.J. Green... He faces a Broncos secondary. who uh, They'll be worried a little bit about the pass rush there with the absence of a, uh, DeMarcus Ware, but that defense is committed to uh, limiting the long passing game, calling itself a no-fly zone, and Green was limited by a tough Pittsburgh D last week, so I wonder if he's in tough again this time around. Yeah, it's a good call. The no-fly zone, a little uh, getting a little old as far as I'm concerned. I think they need a new <laughs> nickname there. <laughs> no, no fly zone for all. No, uh, Paul, I agree with 95% of what you said, and I'm going to say 95 because I, I am willing to pay that 9500 for Antonio ah. Brown. Uh, as a Philadelphia Eagles fan and Philadelphia native, uh, I can tell you the defense is really good, um, but the Bears' offense is really bad. The Browns' offense is really bad. <laughs> this Steelers' offense, absolutely the first test for them. And if you were to take one piece of that Eagles' defense that is not good, it would be the cornerbacks. Uh, a very, very marginal, uh, a mediocre unit of guys. And Leotis McKelvin was injured this week, might be out next week. Rookie Jalen Mills did not have a stellar debut against the, uh, the Bears. So... I am I am totally fine. Yeah, I know it's a high price, but I'd be absolutely floored if Antonio Brown does not eat this secondary up. But I get it. If you don't want to do that, uh, of those other guys, obviously uh, Beckham at 8,900 is interesting, but that Josh Norman rematch, a little scary. We'll see how that goes. I like Mike Evans here at 8,000. Yeah. Uh, leading the league in targets, uh, the most targeted receiver in the game, had 17 targets last week in that. Uh, let's let's go with an S show that they had in Arizona. Not the best performance for Jameis <laughs> and the Bucks, um, but I, I love this matchup. I think they come back pissed off. The Rams coming off, you know, that huge win. The first game in Los Angeles, traveling on the road, going west east. I think the Bucks win, and I think Mike Evans has a really really nice game. So at eight thousand, actually. One of my favorite plays of the week here. All right, Paul, let's get into some values here as we go from that 7,000 number down at Jarvis Landry and Jeremy Macklin up to that 7,900 with Alshon Jeffrey. A few very uh, elite names in here, Paul. Uh, are they going to provide elite value this week, though? Well, I'm going to stay away from uh, Jeffrey because he's uh, got to deal with uh, probably a second-string quarterback. Jay Cutler's probably going to suck out. With yeah, almost injury. definitely. It looks like Cutler's going to be out two to three weeks. Brian Hoyer, yeah. get on the Brian Hoyer train, Paul. 
I'm not sure against my <laughs> Cowboys. I think I'll take the other side and, and watch Dez have a big day. He broke out a little bit with uh, seven catches for 107 yards and was more of what we expect from him. He faces a very bad Chicago team. Uh, uh, we both know that they're going to be one of the bottom feeders by the end of the season, and he should get his first TD pass here in this matchup. The weak Bears offense means too much playing time for that defense. Uh, they're averaging a league-high 36 minutes on the field. That's way too much for, for them, and uh, the Jets' top two passing options fall into this category. Marshall and Decker, uh, they're, they're both guys that I would stay away from because of injury uh, woes. I mean, they're still getting their targets, still getting their catches, but they're pretty pretty—they're already nicked up pretty bad, and I'll, so I'll stay away from both of them. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, for his part, the guy's got three TDs, 13 catches, 199 yards, but he faces a stingy Vikings defense. I'll stay away from him, too. Moving down the list a little bit, I like Larry Fitzgerald a lot. It's uh, it's about volume here. The guy's uh, been targeted 21 times in two games. He's a deep, uh, he's a red zone threat more than deep threat, but uh, boy, he's still got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. That guy, over what I've seen, T.Y. Hilton, another favorable matchup, only 7,400 bucks. I'll say this guy's uh, well targeted in in this past offense with Indianapolis, and that's big news because uh, they got a pretty good quarterback too. The last time I checked, so I think <laughs> Hilton breaks the shutout streak and. Uh, and uh, I like that choice there. Then moving down to the bottom, you mentioned Jarvis Landry. He's coming off a 10, uh, 10 catches at 137-yard effort against New England. This uh, Cleveland defense is going to be a much easier assignment. I could see him having a big game, too. There's a few of my thoughts in that range, James. Paul, I like a lot of those names. Shocking you recommended Des Bryant. A little homerism <laughs> coming out of my face. No, it's not a homer call. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, it is a very good matchup for Des. That Bears secondary is bad. Kyle Fuller hurt as well. So um, I do like that call. I, I'll add two names here for me uh, that kind of jumped out of this group, both towards the top of the group. 7,900, Allen Robinson. He's been, uh, I think he was like 8,800 the first week, then down to 82, now down to 79. I think this is the low point. I think we go back up. Uh, has been getting the targets last week. Hard to kind of judge anything on that game as they just got throttled for, by San Diego from Jump Street and couldn't get anything going. But uh, Robinson did have 15 targets in that week one loss to Green Bay. I think Jacksonville maybe not as bad as they looked against San Diego. Either way, it's a nice matchup for that team. Allen Robinson going up against that Baltimore secondary. Granted, I know they are first in the league in terms of yards allowed, but that includes a 95-yard showing by Tyrod Taylor in the Bills in Week 1, so I think it's kind of skewing those stats. We saw Josh McCown kind of eat him up last week until that injury. Corey Coleman had two touchdowns. They were just eating him up. I really like Allen Robinson this week. I think he has a nice outing against that Ravens secondary. And then dropping out a couple hundred bucks, Amari Cooper uh, against Tennessee. Tennessee not a good passing defense. And then just taking it a step further, Cooper just, that dude looks like the real deal. You had a, a touchdown call back last week. Would add even, you know, a, a much more, I think it was a 54-yard touchdown. Would add a, another stellar fantasy day. Uh, I think Cooper, by the end of the season, is just going to be one of those guys who, based on the combinations of targets and skill, is just going to be an every-week go-to kind of guy who I feel really good about. So that is another name that pops out to me there. All right, Paul, let's get down to 6,000 to 7,000, uh, where I would guess the vast majority of people's receivers this week are going to come from. A lot of really nice values in here. Which ones jump out of the pack to you? I'll give you four of them. Uh, near the top, Travis Benjamin of the Chargers. He's at Indianapolis. We both slagged that defense 
uh, from time to time. He's got uh, 13 receptions and 14 targets, 147 yards and two TDs. Love those numbers. Then I like the story that Sterling Shepard is writing in New York. He's emerging as the uh, viable third option. He's already earned Eli's trust uh, with 11 catches, 160 yards and one TD. I like the matchup there against Washington. I think uh, that's a defense, uh, defensive secondary that is going to be shredded a lot this year. Stephon Diggs uh, impressed me to no end uh, on Sunday against the Pack. Minnesota has found another deep threat here, in my opinion. The guy caught nine balls, 182 yards. He's got a bit of a tougher test against Carolina this week, but I still like his chances to have a big game. And Pond Gold Bolden is a guy who's been around forever, and he's uh, finding his niche in Detroit. They, uh, they need this guy to be exactly what he is, a really good possession receiver. He's meshing with Stafford, collecting uh, four balls uh, last week for 48 yards on a TD. Uh, revamped uh, Lions O-line needs to hold off the Packers pass rush in order to hit for him to have a big day, which could be possible there. Paul, well, I like all of those names. I'll even expand on them. First of all, just let me hit on Diggs because he might be my favorite player on the board right now at 6,400. Uh, I just think he's really, really good. I, I, like, yeah. I'm talking like 10, top 10, top 15 receiver in the league. Good. Uh, Bradford, the best quarterback he's played with. And, and shockingly, I think Diggs might be the best receiver Sam Bradford has ever played with. We saw an instant connection. What do you have? You know, nine for 180 something and a touchdown. Yeah. It was just, yeah. And, and not just, it was an impressive nine, you know, making really nice catches, getting open. He has a, a kind of that Antonio Brown esque feel for finding pockets in the defense that he can exploit. So um, I'm going to keep taking Stephon Diggs until he's significantly more expensive, which I expect him to be. I, I almost think he's semi-matchup proof in this spot here. Uh, a couple other names in addition, because I do like the names that you put in there. I just had to, had to double down on Diggs. But um, uh, along with Benjamin at 6,900, I also really like Marvin Jones at 6,900. Had a big week last week against Tennessee. Seemed to be Stafford's go-to target, at least in terms of, of targets, for lack of a better word there. Uh, Jones, I, I think, adds a dimension to that offense that they don't have. I love Anquan Bolden. I love Golden Tate. Those guys are possession guys. Marvin Jones has the chance to actually be a deep threat for that offense as well. In addition to making those, you know, catches, 11 catches, I believe he had last week. So yeah. very, very, very high on Marvin Jones at that price. Um, and then one other name in this range at the, at the low end that, that jumps off the page to me is Tyrell Williams at 6,100 going up against that in the secondary you mentioned. I love Travis Benjamin as well. Uh, but if you want a little bit of a discount, looks like Williams is the second guy there to Benjamin. Had that 44-yard touchdown this past week. Uh, as seems to have earned Phil Rivers' trust. Uh, so I really, really like Tyrell Williams at 6,100 there. One of my favorite values of the day. All right, Paul, before we get down to the real nitty-gritty and, and really win some people some money, let me remind everyone out there, fantasy football fans, football is back. And that means that FanDuel is back, and this year it's better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel. It's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe that you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now and just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for just one dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half win cash, 
or you can settle a score with a new fr- with a friend in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams, plus new features ensure a fair and level playing field. And and I, you know, honestly, I I I am in multiple season-long leagues, and I find myself having trouble enjoying them because of how much I'm enjoying DFS. It's just, you know, I'm tired of guys getting hurt. I'm tired of guys who just underperform their draft slot in a season long. It's so frustrating and you don't have to worry about any of that with FanDuel. You just come in each week, you look at the matchups, you find the best values and that's your squad for the week and you roll with them and and then you don't have to worry about it again the next week because they're brand new players. It really is the best. Just you can have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy football has to offer. FanDuel be sports rich. Plus, we have a special offer for new users. You can get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll actually get to play with that $10 on FanDuel. It's, it's $10 free to play with plus a subscription. It's over $40 in value for just $10. Again, $10 you play with. So go to FanDuel.com slash rw all right paul let's make some people some money let's uh let's let them use that 10 bucks wisely paul as we get into the nitty-gritty let's just uh let's roll like five thousand to six thousand and if you want to even just jump in and throw in your your lowest end plays in that four to forty five hundred to five thousand range lay them on me paul all right, we'll go from the top to the bottom in my list of uh, must-watch. Uh, I'll start with Quincy Inunua of the Jets at 6000 bucks. I already told you they've got a couple of dinged-up veterans on the wide receiver, among the wide receivers. This guy's been their third option. Could move up if either one of those guys is not able to start. Look at what he's done so far. 13 catches out of 14 targets, 146 yards, and a TD. And uh, I told you about Mr. Salsa a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm on <laughs> Victor Cruz again. Up with Victor Cruz, Paul. Fifty-eight hundred bucks. The veteran gets a. He's getting acclimated to the game reps again. Four catches in each of his games, but he came up with 91 yards and a TD last week, uh, far in excess of what he the yards gained in the first week of the season. Taji Sharp is a guy that I really like in this list. Fifty-eight hundred bucks. This is a rookie who already has 18 targets and 11 grabs for 109 yards and in two games and could have a big game against this porous Oakland pass defense, the worst in the, in the NFL. Then I'll move down the list and look at a guy like Kenny Britt of the, the LA and uh, he's at Tampa Bay with 5,400 bucks. Uh, he has 10 catches and 16 targets for 161 yards. Good for a tw- top 20 in the league so far. And he's got a good matchup against a, a Tampa defense that I'm not too high on. Then moving down the list into some value territory, I'll give you three more names. Jamison Crowder of the of the Redskins against the Giants, 5000 bucks. This guy's recorded six catches in each of his two games. So if you're in a PPR league, that's pretty interesting stuff, isn't it? It uh, is. Totally, totally 97, only 97 yards, but he got a TD last time out against Dallas. Then uh, Jeremy Curley of the Giant of the 49ers, rather five thousand bucks. He's uh, a volume play. He's getting a lot of targets over his two games, seventeen in fact, completing ten of them uh, for ninety yards. So we're hoping for more yardage there, but uh, a volume play in terms of receptions. And then the, near the bottom, I've got Adam Thielen of Minnesota. Four for five last week with 41 yards against Green Bay. He's finding a chemistry with Sam Bradford, and I think he's going to be able to get more yardage this time around uh, against Carolina. Yeah, I like a lot of those plays. I'll add just a couple more. Uh, at 5,500, Eli Rogers, we've mentioned him before. He's clearly the slot receiver in Pittsburgh. 
already told you how much I don't like that Eagles secondary, so I'm going to double down there. I could even uh-huh. be okay rolling both Eli Rogers and Antonio Brown out in the lineup as a way to kind of counteract those prices, but uh, I, I don't think the Eagles have anyone who's going to cover Eli Rogers. I think he's going to eat that slot. Uh, Ron Brooks, who will likely be in the slot, I think he's going to eat Ron Brooks up. I, I like Eli Rogers a lot at that price. I could even see him getting in the end zone. Uh, going just a little bit lower down here as well, Kenny Stills. I, I'm not a huge Kenny Stills fan, but it's more of a, a volume and roll type of thing here. He's still the number two receiver in Miami. Uh, obviously dropped that big touchdown week one, but has had the opportunity to at least be in those situations. Uh, at Cleveland, again, we talked about how bad that secondary is. Uh, I like Jarvis Landry, as you mentioned before, but also like Stills at 5,200 is a bit of an upside play there. I think there's some potential. And then this is, uh, uh, real quick, also to mention Love love, love the Quincy Anunua play, especially with the injuries, especially with how, uh, in you know, the KC secondary is pretty good, but not unbeatable. I like Anunua. He seems like the kind of guy who's going to get you just catch after catch after catch, and you're not even going to notice it. And also, Victor Cruz, a very nice play as well. But um, I will round it out uh, with one play under that $5,000 range. And don't get me wrong, this is totally 100% a home run play. I don't think this is for the faint of heart, as it were, Paul. But uh, Josh Doxson is a really, really talented receiver. Uh, rookie was kind of set back a little bit with the injury in training camp and is now back, was back on the field last week. I think he's going to take on a bigger role as the season goes on. Washington clearly needs some playmakers to step up. That offense has not been very good. Kirk Cousins has not been very good. So I think Doxson, the kind of athlete, the kind of player who might kind of you know, get the chance to show what he could do because they need guys to to actually make some plays. And Doxon is extremely talented, finally healthy. And, uh, you know, I I think that's a nice spot for him. I like the Giants' defense and what they've done, but, uh, you know, I think there's going to be some offense in that game. So along with Jamison Crowder, who I like for $1,000 more, and is probably a better play. I think Crowder a much safer play, but if I'm taking a shot in GPP, I might consider Doxon. All right, Paul, before we get out of here, we are, uh, we're going to come back tomorrow and we are going to break down the defenses and the old tight ends. Paul, any, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm, I'm happy as a Cowboys fan that, uh, that they pulled off a victory, uh, uh, a divisional win uh, to offset the divisional loss to start the season. And you start to look at that and say, you know, uh, where do they slot in this division? Uh, Dak Prescott looks to me like the real deal after two games, but I'd like to see him throw a touchdown pass too. So uh, that's my homer element uh, this week, just to lay on the Cowboys. I think they're going to run up a huge score against Chicago, and everybody's going to be feeling pretty good about that team by the end of the weekend. Look at that. All I'm going to say as an Eagles fan is my quarterback is better than yours. And it okay. is fun to be able to say that because <laughs> Carson Wentz is the real deal. It is exciting. No, seriously, I'll, I'll give my own little quarterback pub. Um, Carson Wentz is legit. Like, this kid is is as mature and poised as I've ever seen a rookie quarterback. He's out there calling the offense, calling the plays. Monday night football, nothing was too big for him. Uh, really, really excited in Philadelphia about Carson Wentz. Look at that. We're both pumped up about our quarterbacks, Paul. How exciting is that? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful (laughs) thing. All right, that's going to do it for the DFS podcast for Wednesday, September 21st. For Paul Bruno, follow him on Twitter again at Statsman22. I am James Seltzer. We will be back with you again tomorrow, breaking down those tight ends and defenses again. 
This has been the Rotowire DFS Podcast. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.